welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hey, hey, welcome back, and as always, thanks for listening. So let's talk about Hebrew. Our church is, uh, or some people in our church are focusing on Hebrew right now. And uh, I couldn't be more excited. I'll be very honest. Uh, we even uh, had a song last Sunday that uh, is about the Shema. And... Uh, by the way, it's a song that was written by Paul Wilbur, and uh, it's on YouTube. It's called Shema, S-H-E-M-A. Great song. Love that song. Now, here's the thing. And again, Paul doesn't know me. Nobody's paying me. <laughs> I'm just saying. I love the song. Now, here's... Uh, Here's the interesting thing. Hebrew, I believe, and this is just in my gut, just being honest, has been horribly, utterly neglected. Now, it's interesting that uh, a very good preacher named Hayden Robinson uh, who I respect as a, as a preacher mentioned that uh, at one time that to that the job of a preacher to bring the uh, ancient into the modern, in other words, bring it up to speed for you, is not to cut stuff from the past, but instead, he said, look at look at uh, history, their culture, and the language. Now, I'm going to be straight up. A lot of Americans, they don't know multiple languages. In Europe, most everybody does. In Africa, the continent, in all the nations in Africa, they know multiple languages. In fact, it's, uh, guess what? When people come to the U.S. from South America and from south of the border, uh, guess what? They pick up English, and boom, they know two languages. For some reason, the American psyche doesn't, isn't predisposed to doing that. And it's a shame, and I think it's robbing us of things, but also specifically in Hebrew. Now, there's why is it that I think Hebrew's been neglected? Well, there's actually several reasons, but let me see if I can kind of capsulize it. First of all, Hebrew is, uh, is in conjunction with Jewish people, which is in conjunction with Judaism, which most Protestant evangelicals have written off um, to their and our 
detriment uh, horribly. Now, uh, that's a reason. Another reason is in seminaries, evangelical seminaries, they will study Hebrew. They'll have Hebrew uh, classes, but now it's a situation where the languages are optional. Used to be, you didn't get through a divinity school. You didn't get through a theology school without knowing uh, Greek and Hebrew and probably Latin. But here's the thing. Hebrew, uh, in a lot of uh, evangelical mainstream seminaries, is downplayed. Uh, in fact, if a student has to take Hebrew, uh, it's usually a moaning session on, oh man, my Hebrew, man, I don't like that. Why do I got to learn Hebrew? You know, because the argument is, you know, I just don't understand. You know, I'm dealing with the New Testament, and the New Testament's in Greek, and then guess what? You know, the Old Testament's in Greek too, so if I really want to do that, why can't I just do, do, do Greek? Well, again, here's the thing. When you get into a language, and that's any language, and by the way, I'm trying to be better at several languages, but but the issue is, when you get into a language, you get into the people, you get into the culture, you get into their, into their skin, and you get to see some things that are pretty blooming awesome. Now, the... Uh, not, not the least of which is the names of God. You know, you know, and what's really crazy is when the song El Shaddai came out uh, by Michael Card and Amy Grant sang it, and this is in the 80s, ancient times. Um, man, everybody was just, wow, man, that's awesome, that's awesome. And man, everybody was on a, on a, on a frenzy to know the names of God, and, and guess what? A ton of them, most, most of them, if not all of them, are in Hebrew, at least the original ones. Uh, Kyrios, you know, and Theos, not so much, but, you know. So here's the thing. Uh, you know, the seminarians, uh, you know, they'll love the Greek, man. Oh, yeah, man, let's, let's get the Greek going, let's get the Greek going. And they love the Greek. But man, Hebrew's like, oh, man, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd rather take a beating than learn Hebrew. Now, and that brings me to kind of my last point. Hebrew, in comparison to, say, Greek, is different. Very different. Um, I mean, kind of like Chinese different. Uh, from this perspective, uh, uh, Greek, uh, you read right to left, um, and there are some lone phrases, lone words we have from Greek, uh, English, you know, and, and Latin, Latin's, you know, got a little influence there as well, but, but the thing is, is in general, Greek makes a little more sense in the learning to the English or aka American mind. Now, Hebrew, a little different. 
totally different alphabet. Totally different alphabet. Uh, also, you read it right to left. Also, uh, originally there were no vowels. It was all consonants. And you knew at the time uh, <laughs> when, uh, you know, where those vowels were. In fact, at one time, and I'll be honest, I lamented a little bit, but I was learning it on my own. I had a wonderful uh, doctor, Dr. Rosenberg, that was talking with, because of, obviously, I mean, well, I should say, not so obviously, he was Jewish, and uh, he had he learned as a young man um, how to read Hebrew fluently. And the thing is, you know, I was saying, wow, man, I'm having a really hard time with these vowels. You know, the vowel pointings and stuff in, in, in Hebrew. And he says, man, don't don't tell me your stuff. He says, well, I had to learn it without the vowels. <laughs> so I was learning it with the vowels in there. Anyway, it can be perceived as being more difficult. Uh, it is pretty consistent in how it works. But here's the thing, without getting into the mechanics, the thing about Hebrew is, and this is one of the most important things, I think, is it transports you into the culture. Learn a language, learn the people. I'm telling you, it works. That's not just Hebrew. It, that works for almost any language. Um, now, just to kind of give you just a simple smattering, and this was shown to me, I didn't discover this verse, but there's a verse, and it's in the Psalms, and it's Psalms 91, verse 1 and 2. Now, this is KJV, so bear with me a second. So it starts this way. It says, He who dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. Now, still, you know, boom, got a lot of power there. But listen to, you know, in English, you have the word God, and then that's it, in some ways. Um, in Hebrew, there's more shades to it. So it's, it's, if you read it this way, and you look at the names of God that he's using, you find out something a little different. So, he who dwelleth in the secret place of Elyon shall abide under the shadow of Shaddai. I will say to Yahweh, He is my refuge and my Elohim. In Him will I trust. So, Elyon 
is a term, Old Testament term, and sometimes these terms are general terms. They can mean any god, okay, like El. Um, most El Yon, and sometimes you'll hear El El Yon, the Most High God, Most High, and then you have the shadow of the Almighty, which is Shaddai, and then that goes back to what? El Shaddai, God most powerful, the Almighty God. Then he says, I will say to Yahweh, now that is God's proper name that he gave specifically to Israel. I will say of Yahweh, He is my refuge, my fortress, my Elohim. And Elohim is a general term in the Old Testament for... It can mean God, but it can mean other gods as well. So he's saying, look, Yahweh, He's my God. He is my Elohim. So you get to see flavor flavors and you get to enjoy the you know the culture and, and the meaning if you get into that now I'll be honest it's different any language is uh, I've been on YouTube looking at different languages that are easy to learn hard to learn and all this stuff uh, let me just say straight up ancient languages they're different. They're way different. But they're not impossible. You know why I know they're not impossible? Because they're people who know. I had a guy stare me in the face one time. And and unfortunately, this he, he was a well-meaning guy. And he was a know-it-all. And unfortunately, a little bit of that's in me. And I'm fighting it. God's working that for me, okay? So keep be praying for me on that. Because, just because you know a little Hebrew doesn't make you a Hebrew expert. So here's the thing. But he, he looked at me straight up and he said, he said, you'll never learn it. And I said, what are you talking about? He said, he said, Hebrew. He said, you'll never learn it. This is a guy that went to Dallas Theological Seminary, okay. He had, had a master's degree from Dallas Theological. And he's, he's telling me, you know, now, I'm not downing that seminary. It's an awesome seminary, but I'm just saying. Um, he had this attitude. That, well, you'll just never learn it. You can study that all your life and you'll never learn it. Well, you know something? It doesn't matter. Because if I'm studying and I'm learning and it's opening up meaning for me and helping me to understand... Jesus, his people, and the people God chose, and how I'm supposed to relate to them and the world in general. Because why am I here? Well, I'm here because of Jesus. And you know what? Jesus was a Jew. And you know what else? He spoke Hebrew. He talked and taught in Hebrew. Uh, a lot of... That seems to be an argument. Some people say, well, no, he didn't talk. He used Aramaic. They used Aramaic, but back then, everyone spoke about three languages, three or four. 
Uh, I mean, you'd have Greek, and Greek was like for everybody. You'd have Aramaic, and that was like the marketplace and the trader's uh, language. But in Israel, they taught in Hebrew. And I'm not going to go into the reasons behind that, but but not the least of which is the nationalism and, pr and pride they had in their country and their God. So, when you look at the Bible and you read, I want to encourage you to get into the Hebrew, get into the Greek. It's beautiful. Um, one of the most beautiful songs I've heard is, and you, you Google this on, or, or look up this on YouTube as well, is How Great Is Our God performed in Hebrew. Absolutely blew my socks off. Love it. How Great Is Our, is our God in Hebrew. And it was amazing. It literally, if you, it literally just puts you in the culture, and uh, I can't tell you how many benefits there are to that. But never forget that Jesus is the one and only. It's all about the Messiah. And part of what helps me feel closer to him is learning his language. So, anyway, with that thought in mind, I want to encourage you to study, study that Bible. Read it, memorize it, and then dig in it. Get some tools and, some, and dig in it some. And don't forget... The language. One of the languages, definitely, Hebrew. So, with that in mind, I want to encourage you and tell you to keep on keeping on. Thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. And as always, don't be afraid to speak the word in boldness and truth. And may God bless all of your efforts.